that inbound marketing and I mean that's that's sort of the next evolution of marketing in my opinion digitalmarketingradio.com the big interview with David Bain is WordPress the right CMS for the majority of businesses should you use a theme framework or should you have your own theme designed from scratch? And what WordPress plugins are most important in 2014? Those are just three of the questions that I intend to ask today's special guest, Jeffrey Samorano. Jeffrey, welcome to DMR. Thanks for having me. Jeffrey is a part designer, part WordPress programmer, bringing balance and vision to projects. His strength is managing client expectations by seeing the vision of the bigger picture. So Jeffrey, what's the bigger picture for WordPress? Will it continue to be the CMS of choice for more and more businesses moving forward? Honestly, in my opinion, I think it is. It's got some great traction. It's Complete. I mean, what is it? Sixty million websites now are running web uh, WordPress. So, I I don't think it's it's planned on slowing at all. It's it's pretty much dominating. It's the place to be. Nothing's going to take it over at any point in the near future. Yeah. So, um, how long have you actually been designing word designing sites using WordPress yourself? Um, we've been designing sites for over 10 years, but working with WordPress specifically for just uh, just under eight years now. Wow, that's that's still quite a long time. I mean, I, I first uh, I published my first WordPress site in 2007, so that was that was seven years ago, and that, that's quite a long time ago as well. But eight, eight years is even longer. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you actually choose then eight years ago to move on to WordPress? Um, what was it about that particular CMS? Because really, it was just a blogging platform that uh, platform at the time, wasn't it? So, what persuaded yeah. you that that was going to be really worthwhile to focus on? You know, that that's an awesome question. I'm glad you asked it because I've I've had this discussion with a lot of our clients. And they kind of ask, like, well, why should I use WordPress? And, you know, why not Joomla or, or Drupal or something like that? And, and really, what it came, when it came down to it, we started back when, you know, websites were made in tables and mm. strict HTML. And then CSS came out. And it was always advancing. And then PHP and other scripts like that. And it always got more and more, you know. So then we saw that the whole process of building a site was becoming much more modular and then the CMS thing just came on to the, to the scene and we knew that if we didn't learn this, if we didn't know how these things worked, we would be left behind and that was the end of our business. Wow. So we did our homework on researching, okay, who were the top CMS uh, creators at the moment? And that was Joomla, Drupal, and WordPress. There were a few others, but um, as far as people who were gaining gaining leverage in the in the marketplace those were the top hitters but they were all um, php they were all open source software um weren't they yeah yeah and, and they were all kind of just emerging at the same time mm. but when you analyze the code and you analyze the dashboard of each and you analyze the processes of each you can really tell that there were some major differences Namely, and basically what it came down to, what really solidified it for us, is that we just jumped right in 
and we're like, okay, let's let's try Joomla, and we'll try to install that. Okay, let's try to let's try Drupal, and we we tried to install that and work with it, and then we said, oh, let's try WordPress, and then suddenly everything changed, like the process of installation, setup, configuration, you know, th- things that we knew that we would be doing time and time again for every new client. They were really big roadblocks, you know, uh, 12 to 15 steps to insert a calendar plugin for, for Drupal or, or something. And, and then we got to WordPress and they had a five-minute install. You click a few buttons, you put a few parameters in the config file, and, and suddenly you're up and running. And, you know, and then it was just like, wait a minute, this one was easy. It was unlike any of the other ones. That's when it became to us like, well, if we're going to hand something off to the client when we're done building it and developing it, now it's a full-blown website and you hand it off to the client because it is a content management system, they're going to manage this. Are you going to hand them off something where they have to do 10 to 15 steps and, and change a bunch of parameters and modules and things or give them the software that they have a one button, they click install, they have a new plugin, and they're ready to go. You know, so so that's really what separated WordPress from everybody else is that it was designed and built for the end user, not a developer, not a designer, but for the user, and that's what changed the game for for I think a lot of people, especially for us thinking like, okay, we're going to build something and then hand it off. Well, we don't expect anybody to manage. Uh, a Drupal website themselves because it's it's cumbersome and it, there's a lengthy processes going on. So that that's interesting. You're saying that um, one of the reasons, or probably the main reason, that you decided to move towards WordPress was the fact that it provided um, the best ease of use for the end user, rather than actually uh, making it really difficult to use. Yes, that that's absolutely the reason, and that was pretty much the deciding factor. And this was before we you know, really touched on, can we design for it? Can we modify it? Can, you know, those other questions uh, arose later. And of course they were a concern um, during the beginning, but ju- just right out of the gate, testing these different softwares out, uh, WordPress really set itself apart be- uh, because it was just so easy. It was fast. And, you know, if a client says, I need the website, well, it, it brought you to a, a stage in development in, in just five minutes where, you know, most things, you know, you'd be an hour or two into it. Back in the olden days, you would have been several days into it just trying to build, you know, the this code structure. And this just kind of pops it in five minutes and then you move on from there. Okay. And um, WordPress has changed a lot over the years, obviously. So you've been involved in it for about eight years and you must have seen an incredible amount of changes. Um, Obviously, when you started, um, I assume that you were probably designing and developing your own themes. Um, Now we're seeing big theme frameworks such as uh, probably Thesis initially and then Genesis. Um, Are you finding now that you're actually developing child themes for these theme frameworks are you still developing your own themes um, that work separately and um, are just an individual theme themselves we began developing themes ourselves and really early on we we found that uh, 
that was sort of beating a dead horse. We, we we're a very small firm right now, poised on growing and expanding. Uh, but we've been been a small firm. It's been two two of us basically for the past ten years. Uh, just building small sites for our community, um, helping businesses in our local community just kind of gain that web presence. And not to go off on a tangent here, but WordPress really offered that ease of development so that we could offer that to our community. But um, to go back to your question, we usually pick and choose our themes from third-party developers such as uh, Theme Forest is one that we just absolutely love. We've had a great relationship with them for a long time. Uh, Woo themes and things like that uh, where we find that they offer support for the themes. Back in the beginning when we would develop a theme from scratch, you know, we'd go through the whole process with the client through design and then development and then we'd end up creating the theme templates and everything that worked with WordPress. And then as time went on, those themes needed develop um, support and things would break and evolve and, you know, code changes with WordPress. So you have to update your themes. And that just became sort of a nightmare in, in a way because we were stretched really thin supporting all of these themes just, just didn't really work. So we looked to the, theme developers themselves and said, listen, like this, this makes total sense. We'll buy your theme if you'll help develop, uh, support it. So, you know, that's kind of the, the situation where we're just kind of this um, uh, modifier and go between for the end user, the client and the theme developer, the theme developer develops their theme for theme forest or woo themes or whatever. And, you know, they're, completely modular and mealable and you can do so much with them. But again, that's not for the end user. The end user doesn't want to go in there and change the colors all the time and change the setup and add the plugins and do the configuration of the dashboard and the back end and all that stuff. You know, that that's our job is we, we set all that up and they don't ever have to touch it. So we, we find that going through a framework such as Thesis and, and uh, Genesis, although uh, we shy away from those for various reasons, but um, I, I would, you know, I definitely recommend them uh, if if that's what you like and that's what you're familiar with. That it's it's definitely a great starting point for development. You know, it gets you so much further, so much faster that it's definitely definitely worth every penny. Okay, um, so what you're essentially saying is that um, Genesis, um, something like Genesis can pr provide an excellent professional initial structure to your coding, but if you need something rather bespoke, then a business probably is better going to someone like yourselves. Yeah, and, and that's kind of where our services, you know, still still add value to the whole process because it could take quite a while to learn how to work a thesis theme to learn how to work um you know the the specific theme specific um settings and things like that where um you know an end user could toy around with it for a couple of days get it get it to where they want it to but 
uh, if they come to a developer that's familiar with the framework, familiar with the themes, you know, I could have it up and running in a few hours and, and you're off and running. Okay. And are you finding that most businesses are coming to you now and saying, you know, I need this WordPress website and actually understanding what WordPress is? Or are you still having to be a little bit more educational to businesses and explaining to them, to them the value of using WordPress as a CMS? Um, in the beginning, well, I'd say for the past, you know, five or six years, we've been in, in the position of uh, explaining a lot, always starting out with, well, WordPress is no longer a blog. It's a full-on content management system. So we've had that conversation for quite a long time. Recently, though, I'd say within the past couple of years, uh, people are actually coming to us and saying, do you work with WordPress? <laughs> hey, I've heard of this WordPress thing. And, oh, I've heard so much about WordPress. Do you guys develop in WordPress? And, you know, so so it's just recently in the past couple of years it's really it's really switched and people are much more aware i guess that's the same for digital marketing as a whole because i mean i, I remember back in about 2005 i was providing seo services to a couple of clients and um, to trying to build up um, that type of business and going to different networking events and um, saying to people what I did and um, them saying to me, well, I've seen adverts online that I could get 100,000 links to my site for $99. Why don't I do that instead of use your service? And having to go down the educational route there and uh, explain to them, it's not really a good long-term strategy there. But I think, I think finally... Um, a decent percentage of businesses are actually starting to get digital and that's that's quite comforting that's quite quite a positive thing yeah it's kind of hard to uh to educate people that a quick fix usually isn't the best fix if mm. <laughs> you know what i mean absolutely everyone's out there saying yeah i can get a thousand leads for 99 dollars but do you really want to? You know, what's the outcome of that? What What's the result? What's Google going to think of you when tomorrow you have a thousand backlinks from porn sites? So Absolutely. maybe you don't want that. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, so obviously you, you, you work with, um, with uh, developing WordPress themes. Um, are you also involved in the selection of recommending different plugins for WordPress sites as well? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. We have a few core, like, go-to plugins that on, on every site we we have those, you know, those SEO plugins, there's uh, security plugins, optimization plugins. So is that the uh, SEO by Yoast plugin or is that another SEO plugin that you prefer? Uh, definitely I would recommend SEO by Yoast. Also, um, SEO Ultimate, those right. are very, two of the ones we use we use either of those depending on the the full configuration but but definitely those two for sure also iTheme security which was uh formerly um better wp security or something like that right but that one that one is a must like if you don't have that one on your site you're just asking to be hacked and yeah, a few a few go to, but other other than that, it's you know you pick and choose depending on what their needs are, like password protecting blog posts or BuddyPress, BBPress things for community or um, other things. 
but definitely we do we do recommend and we do we, we what we do and this brings us back to like why would you hire a developer for this when you can do it yourself well you know we have experience in those areas and if somebody says hey i need to password protect my blog what do i do well i can tell you i worked with four or five different plugins and i'll tell you the one that's best what do you do and your design or um, are you reasonably future-proof and not having to uh, provide any significant changes um, when WordPress do an update as well? Oh man, Th this, this conversation really opens up uh, <laughs> a, a big can of worms. Um, th this, I, I first have to say that um, be because of this question <laughs> and this answer is why we've currently um divided our company and created an entirely new uh service to provide all of our current and future clients and that is a, a, a full turnkey hands-off back-end um wordpress management and update system and and really our number one uh focus really is the security of the site because it's always changing it's always updating and it's always evolving so what happens in the process is that somebody will find a vulnerability and exploit it as soon as it's exploited that the team of wordpress and the vast minions helping wordpress develop they'll patch it They'll find a fix and they'll implement it in version, you know, point, point X or mm. whatever, you know, the, the, the update, right? And they'll push it out to everyone out there who's running WordPress. Well, if you don't update, you're still vulnerable. And that goes for plugins, theme files, and WordPress core files. So a, a lot of um, what, what, what led us to offer this new service on our uh, centropwpmanagement.com's uh, uh, sister site that we're developing now uh, is because a lot of our clients come back and they say, gosh, we, I just been hacked. You know, I'm sending out spam or maybe there's a mad clown on my site or something. I've been hacked. And we're like, okay, well, when's the last time you updated? And then, you know, we kind of get that blank stare and Updated? I have to update. <laughs> yeah, like what do you mean I got to update? Oh, you mean that little uh yellow banner at the top of the dashboard that's been telling me to update for the last 4 months? Mm -hmm. I, what do I do with that? You know, so we hand this off and sort of expect them to know what to do and we try to teach them what to do, we try to train them what to do, but it's ultimately up to them to do it and a lot of them just don't. Um so what we're trying to do is say, listen, okay, I know you're not going to do this, so we will. Here, mm. Here's a service where you can fix, set it, and forget it. You'll never have to worry about that. Just worry about your content, worry about your posts, worry about your job, and worry about your business that you're trying to run because it's apparent that you don't want to, you know, you don't have the time to invest in 
you know, creating a backup and creating a restore point and make sure your plugins are up to date, make sure your theme files are up to date, all of that stuff. I mean, that's, it shouldn't be their job. So, but it's so important and it's so important that you always update because it's, it's patching a vulnerability Okay. That it's basically doing. And I guess that's um, the pros and cons of open source software. Um, if you have software that's really popular but open source, um, it's not necessarily inherently less secure than other software, but because it's it's so popular and um, people can view the code, I guess, um, that um, it's, it's possible every so often... Um, to get that insecurity, as you say, um, but the, the 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 key issue is keeping things up to date. If you keep keep your software up to date, then that's got to limit any risks, surely. Yeah, and it's the same argument that uh, back in the the late '90s when um, Microsoft and and the PCs just gained what 96 percent of the market, right? Mm. They just everyone had a PC, so. Every hacker was trying to find the vulnerabilities. Nobody knew what a Macintosh was, and nobody thought that Apple had anything going on. Suddenly, they released computers saying, "Hey, we're virus-proof," you know. But people weren't hacking or trying to build viruses for the Macintosh or for the Apple. So it's the same kind of thing. WordPress has such a huge share of the market, if you will, that it is just the biggest target. Right. Okay. Um, well, that's a great overview of um, why WordPress um, is so popular at the moment. Um, it's it's so easy to get online. It's easy for the layperson to actually install a theme effectively and choose their own hosting. But a few words of caution there as well. Um, you need to keep an eye on things, keep things up to date. And and if you're not going to do that yourself, get a professional like yourselves to look after things because otherwise your business is probably not that secure. Absolutely. So let's move on to the second um, section of our discussion. And, th- and that really focuses on your thoughts on where digital marketing's been and where it's going. So try not to say WordPress in the answer to this question, <laughs> because the question is... Software I couldn't live without. What software do you currently use in your business that if someone took away from you, it would significantly impact the success of your business? Um, <laughs> I, I have uh, actually a list here of about 10 or 15 different things that I use, but of course, the obvious one is the Adobe Suite, the Creative Suite, man. I mean, this is a little obvious, maybe a little cliche even, but man, they have, they've dominated and they've just made a great, great product. Yeah. I wouldn't be able to live without that. Um, but there are some little uh, niche softwares out there, the little known gems that I use every day. I mean, it's not, it's not, you know, I do a lot of design and programming and stuff like that, but it's totally unrelated. They just kind of add to my workflow. Um, things like Wonderlist and uh, Quicksilver, uh, Jump Cut, One Password, Beam App, Text Expander is awesome. Uh, Firebug, A Tracker, um, those those are pretty much the top hitters. If you took any of those away. I would be much slower at what I do. 
Oh, I think you've given you, given enough there for our listeners to um, go away and research for the next two weeks or so. So <laughs> that'll do. For I wish I would have. I'd like you to look back on the very first day that you were involved in it, helping or trying to market a business online. What didn't mm. you do so well? What do you wish that you would have done differently? Uh, I wish I would have started blogging a lot, a long time ago. So you didn't start uh, blogging eight years ago then when you were discovering WordPress? No, <laughs> no, I didn't. Man, we when we started out, we sort of put our blinders on and gave all of our best advice to our clients and <laughs> took none of it for ourselves. Um, it was always, you know, so much client work to do. Uh, we spread ourselves thin and... If I if I could go back and change one thing, I would have started blogging every day. Just you know, just keeping up the the content and you know, creating an audience and and all of that kind of stuff. All of the stuff that I tell our clients now about the things they need to do to market their business. I wish I would have done more of that. So. So yeah. do, do what I say, not as I do. Exactly. <laughs> best advice the, I've ever received. What's the best piece of digital marketing advice that you've ever received? Um, well, this kind of relates right back to that last question, and that's to blog, and that's to create mm. good, relevant content. I mean, it all comes back to the content because it doesn't matter how much uh, internet, uh, the social media you put out there. You could have the biggest network of social media friends and connections out there, but if they all get led back to a shitty post, that you know, done, it, they're out. That's they're done. You know, if you have a huge email campaign and all of this stuff, you send it out to billions of people, and they all come back, and it's not really worth the read. Then they're out. So that that content is is what really drives it if the content is good then all of the rest of it will come from from the natural spread of good content people see something they love it and they want to share it and that's how it really be, be uh, gets big and and that, that's why wordpress is so great because it's just so easy to publish new content and obviously the inbuilt RSS and, and different syndication tools make it so easy to disseminate that uh, content across the, the web. Mm-hmm. Amen. Let's move on to... The This or That Round. So this is the quick response round. Ten quick questions. Try not to think about the answer too much. We're just looking for your gut reaction. Ready to go? Um, I do have one question, though. Okay. <laughs> is is this... I noticed the, the first... Uh, um, prompt here is email or twitter is this something i use or that i should use or that i like or that i don't like or just just, just what you what you like and you think is, is is best for your for your business personally really okay okay got it okay email or twitter email but it probably should be twitter audio or video oh gosh Video. Affiliates or display advertising? 
Oh my gosh, these are hard. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say uh, both if you can, if you had to choose one, I would say uh, affiliates. Facebook or Google Plus? Facebook. Online press releases or one-on-one relations? One-on-one relations. Paid search or SEO? SEO. Email contact form or telephone number? Contact form. Website or app? Mm. Some websites are almost their own app. I, I would have to say website. Social subscriber or email subscriber? Email subscriber. And local marketing or global marketing? Wow. I, gosh, I, I'm always a fan of local marketing, although that's a sm- smaller uh, target, but okay. I like local. We'll go for that. <laughs> <laughs> we got there in the end. That was a bit of a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let, let, let's move on to... The $10,000 question. If I was to give you $10,000, you had to spend it over the next few days on a single digital marketing activity... What would you spend on and how would you measure its success? Oh, God. A single digital marketing? Um, $10,000. Um, well, you know, I would... Um, if I had to choose a single, a single aspect of it, I would probably hire a HubSpot specialist or some sort of... Um, Social media um, campaign special somebody to work in the process of um, you know when I create content help push it out and gain audience uh, members because I think that's probably one of the cornerstones of building a brand and building a company it is just getting out there and repeating the message and, um, you know, gaining followers. So as a first step, I would try to build that. I don't know if that would take $10,000 or not, but um, I'm sure there would be some VAs and there are some writers and uh, editors. <laughs> okay, so, so so get some kind of inbound marketing consultant in and um, and really make sure that your content marketing strategy is right, um, that you're utilizing the right types of social at the right times and that your conversion rates and call to actions are there as well. Yeah, yeah, because I know there's a lot of services out there that can track that inbound marketing and I mean that's that's sort of the next evolution of marketing in my opinion is that it's it's more inbound than you know just spreading a bunch of crap out there great stuff my number one takeaway well you've offered a lot of great um, advice with regards to um, why WordPress is important um, and uh, lots of great um, um, views on digital marketing today Um, so that takes us um to the number one takeaway um what would you say is the number one thing that a business should be taking away um from our discussion today and implementing in their businesses well 
um, do what you do best and outsource the rest. Uh, I'm forgetting who quoted that, but uh, my apologies to whoever coined that phrase. But it, it's it's great um, great advice. Uh, you know, do what you're good at, and if that's creating a good product or good content or or something along those lines, you know, that's your business. So hire help and hire. Um, marketers, hire content creators, or whatever it may be, but um, you know, do what you do best. Do what you do best and outsource the rest. <laughs> I, I love that. I'm going to be searching for that online and uh, <laughs> attributing that to someone. <laughs> yes, and I'm I I feel bad that I've. I, I'm blanking on who actually said that. It's it's very good advice. So um, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Okay. Well, well, thanks so much for joining us today, Jeffrey. Um, it's it, it really has been you know um, great. Um, so can you perhaps um, just leave us with your your details, your contact details, and perhaps um, a little bit more about um, what you do and um, your business. Well, okay. Um, you can find our businesses at entropicstudio.com um, and centropywpmanagement.com. That that's still kind of in the works, but it's live. You, you can sign up if you want, um, and we can start managing your uh, WordPress website. But our our specialty is um, creating, developing, and beautifying WordPress websites and then keeping them healthy, secure, and safe. Wonderful. Well, thanks again. Awesome. Thank you so much for this time. Hey, thanks so much for joining us today on Digital Marketing Radio. Remember, you can get every interview before it's published as a podcast, delivered as a weekly digital magazine, automatically to your tablet or smartphone. And that's for Apple or Android. Just go to digitalmarketingradio.com for links to where you can subscribe and join the rest of the Digital Marketing Radio posse. Catch you again soon. Digital Marketing Radio, Digital Marketing Radio.